but there's also this undertone of the same sort of existential... Hello and welcome to the EuroWatch, episode 180 for the week of January 30th, 2023. We are a pair of Americans trying to make sense of the Eurovision Song Contest. I'm Mike McComb, and I'm joined today by Ben Smith. Hey Ben. Hey Mike. In this episode, we'll be talking about Spain's Benidorm Festival and the top of the selection season roller coaster hill. Whee! We are 100 days to Eurovision as we record this. It feels like there's not that much time left. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no. Like, I'm just like very aware that the top of the roller coaster is correct because I can see the loop-de-loops we're about to go through and I am ready to scream. <laughs> I think some screaming may have already begun. This weekend, it was a lot of table setting for a number of processes. There's a lot of stuff to go through, even though we haven't really made much movement in terms of artists and songs. We are still at at eight out of 37 artists being named. And we only know three of the 37 songs at this point, but those numbers are going to start growing in the coming week. Where to begin? Which of these play settings do you want to start with? Let's go with Germany. What we knew about Germany is that there was some acts that had been asked for the final, and there is a TikTok wildcard because Germany loves a wildcard in their selection process. So we now know that there are eight pre-selected artists and six TikTok wildcard finalists, where by the end of this week, we will know which of those will be part of the selection. I have not listened through all the songs, but I did look at a list and I listened to like 30 second snippets of each song and Germany is just still at a throwing pasta at the wall phase. On the plus side, it feels like we have a little bit more variation of pasta styles in the mix. We're not just throwing spaghetti, we're throwing some penne, we're throwing some farfalle. On like a more German level, we're throwing some spetzel. It sounds delicious. Were there any that jumped out to you as particularly tasty pasta? I'm gonna run with this metaphor, so... <laughs> I think the variety of styles is what I'm more excited about. Nothing is immediately grabbing me, although, again, I've listened to 30 seconds of each song. I remember from last year, uh, Electric Cowboy was shut out of the selection and had the whole petition and was a little bit more exciting than a lot of the things in the selection itself. And it seems that Germany at least has understood that there is a contingent of people who would like a screamy pop thing in the mix. It feels like there are definitely both in the selected entries and the TikTok options, some screamy pop things for everybody's enjoyment. Uh, enjoyment question mark. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Enjoyment question mark <laughs> yeah also having a lot of variety was moldova they had their audition process this past saturday i'm doing this coding boot camp or in the preliminary pre-work getting up to speed part of things so what a string is what an integer is and conditionals so like an if else statement yeah uh, one of the exercises was if x equals this print out hey else print out ho and then uh, after it goes through that, print out, let's go. Okay, the person who wrote this obviously had the Ramones stuck in their head, but my broken brain just has Trenulental playing on a loop at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh, come on. Thanks a lot, camp. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> but at least that got me in the mood for Moldova this week. There were 30 songs that competed. Well, competed is kind of a strong word. 30 songs that were presented at the auditions. There were supposed to be 31, but Lola, who had the song Temperatura, 
she ended up getting disqualified because she was stuck in traffic on the way to the TV studio and did not make it on time to actually audition. I don't use this word often, but that just feels iconic to me. As the saying goes, 90% is just showing up. It's really unfortunate because my understanding is this was one of the songs that was kind of a favorite in the fan community. Oh no. Yeah, so it's just like completely out. Maybe somebody can buy a ticket to San Marino or yeah, something. Just, just like just like stay in your car and just keep driving to San Marino. It started really early stateside. Like it was a Saturday afternoon in Moldova, but that was 6 a.m. Chicago time. I only saw about half the entries. Same. I think I tuned in about 15 minutes after you had tuned in. And yeah, we were like halfway through the lineup. So apologies to the half of things I did not see. There were 10 finalists that ended up advancing out of the auditions. And a lot of them were from that. That first half of the morning, I'll have a second chance to see them. So yeah, it'll be like, just yeah. like a delightful surprise. All of the Eurovision alumni who are in the mix, so Sunstroke Project, Pasha Parfini, and uh, Aliona Moon, they all advanced, which I'm not surprised about at all. There is something very lovely and democratic about the fact that Moldova makes everybody who makes their shortlist do this live audition process, even if they've represented them at, at Eurovision, sometimes multiple times. Because many other countries just be like, well, these five are through automatically and we will fill the other five slots of our final with whatever makes it through this. But everybody is at the same level. I I really liked Pasha Parfini's song, although I really liked Pasha Parfini's entry in 2012, so it does not surprise me that I liked him again. Aliona Moon, I also liked her entry a lot, but I'm excited to just see what all else is in there. There were a couple of the less notable entries that I also liked, and I'm glad that they got through. And there was even one or two songs just like, oh, I'm kind of disappointed that they didn't end up making the cut. So it should be a decent national final when March 4th rolls around. Wrapping up, its heats was Norway, so we had semifinal three of three. Since we do not have any second chance round, we are going straight to the final next week. Uh, but making it through from this semifinal were Skrelix's Love Again, Alina Thorpe's Not Meant to Be, and Atle Peterson's Masterpiece. What do you think of, of these three for this semifinal? Since I knew that I wasn't going to be watching Norway live uh, pretty much this entire season, I've been going through the tracks ahead of time just to kind of like make notes and then compare them with like what actually happens on stage. I, I suppose I should be doing that with all of the songs, regardless of them watching them live but yeah like this heat it it kind of felt on the same level as week two like i still think week one was the strongest week of the three-week process agreed of the three that went through my preferences were love again not meant to be and masterpiece Trill's break it i also liked but that one it was kind of tied with masterpiece as my third choice i agree with alina and atla going through i really liked not meant to be atla peter peterson has been in the mix this wasn't my favorite from him but i'm like okay yeah i understand like i see why this one's going through it did feel like a little bit of a step above the rest i I did not love Skrelluxes. Like, it felt dated to me. I can see that. It works as a studio track, and if the performance is taken seriously, which, granted, Skrelux is a drag performer, so there's, like, an asterisk near seriously. There's a level of additional artifice on top of it. Right, right. If it's something that's so over the top and beyond, then be like, eh, okay, like, I, I see what you're doing here, and it's just, like, it's too much. I think it was the right level of camp okay i don't know how to describe this in a way that is actually useful <laughs> yeah like i, I, I kind of get what you mean because like on a visual level i'm like yes but the song itself feels like 2010 the last part of my note is what if belgium is a bellwether for this season because i do feel like it is kind of of a piece of uh because of you and yes 
a number of other entries that are in a number of other selections. I don't know if there's just kind of this vibe going through Europe right now where it's drag race oriented. I think it'd be the best way to describe it. I think the performance was a little shaky, but I thought that the third one was going to be the Freya song. I liked what that was going for, although it felt like it was sort of missing something performance wise. Yeah, I didn't really like that one. My, my, note, my notes for it are loud. Could get through this semifinal, but I think there are more subtle hammers in the mm-hmm. final. <laughs> and it's a problem that I'm having, not just with Norway this year, but kind of what their MO has been since like 2018. It's getting more and more plasticky and insincere in a way. I have been struggling looking at the list of things in the final, trying to figure out what I'm excited about. I have things I like from each of the finals where I'm like, I would like this to win of, of all of these. But overall, I'm not excited as a whole about what Norway has selected this year. I think they have landed on mostly the best crop of options from what was presented, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's been a great crop. What are your picks for Saturday? I would like Ulrika to win, I think, just because she deserved it in 2020, and I'm glad that she's back, although I think that her song from 2020 is better than Honestly. Mm -hmm. I do not want Umami Tsunami to win just because I don't want to have to say Umami Tsunami for the next three months. (laughs) I don't see Echo Inimai getting enough between like jury and televote. I like it, but I like it in the same way that I liked Halo last year where it's very much a thing of the moment that I will listen to and I guarantee it will like pop up in my Spotify and Raptor Big. I didn't listen to it that much. Come on. Looking over what else is in the mix. Alina Thorpe is very much my style of music but it doesn't feel like Eurovision-y enough to me. Hmm. I can see that. Yeah. Love You in a Dream reminds me of Moreland's duet from 2015. Monster Like Me where it has like a sense of drama to it that would be an interesting thing to send to Eurovision. I think the one that I am probably most rooting for is Echo Inimai, just because it's in Norwegian. I think that's what my big hangup is with this field. It is technically brand Norway, because this is what Norway's been doing the last few years, but it's not like, if you just put this song on, I wouldn't necessarily be like, oh yeah, this is a Norwegian song. It's a European pop song, and like looking into it, be like, oh yeah, I guess this comes from Norway. At least with Echo Inimai, you get a hint because it is in Norwegian. I think, at least if what my recollection of the performance are, and that could be completely off because I watched this after Mystery Hunt when my brain was not committing anything to short-term memory, but honestly, I think has some Norwegian in the mix, lyrics-wise. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, that that is in the, but, hmm. Mm, yeah, like, yeah, uh, kind I, of again, in a, like, like a Husavik way. Yes, it, it's very Husavik, which is fine, but yeah, like, that's the sort of thing that I don't love about what Norway's been doing the last few years. I say that as someone who really loved Monument from Kano a couple years ago, and that was also very Husavicky. I feel like that would have addressed at least some of the authenticity, because I mean, like you have the yoik in there. There is a cultural influence in there, especially when you have something like Prohibition in the mix. And like we went into this in the last episode, so I don't want to relitigate that. <laughs> but how is this Norway presenting Norway? Yeah, on a certain level, you are representing your nation at this global thing. What part of this is your country and only your country. It's something to be excited about on Saturday because it is going to be one more piece of the puzzle for May. It w- yeah, we will be done. Yeah, <laughs> that's another way to put it. <laughs> Congratulations, Darwin. You did it in four weeks. We love yeah, it. Yes. <laughs> more of that, please. I cannot imagine what this would have been like if this were a six-week process. If, if we have another year of it coming down to things that were in the first week, like that could happen again, honestly. And if it does... 
I might be done with Norway for a while. Like, we might, might, might need to take a break. We'll see how we feel next week at this time. Lithuania also happened on Saturday. It was the second of their two quarterfinals. 15 songs competed. Beat Rich won the jury and the televote with Like a Movie, which I think was a good choice by both the jury and the public. So good job, everybody. And Monica Linkite, who represented Lithuania back in 2015, also did really well with the jury and televote. And I think was also a really good performance. Something about this particular heat to me, I found myself losing interest a bunch. I don't know if it was the lineup or just there were a lot of songs that kind of sounded the same. This heat. Monica Linkite felt like a step up. Beat Rich. I like her stage presence more than I like the song, but that was another one where like, yes, this is this is a step above. This one is definitely making the cut. 15 songs is a lot for a quarterfinal. Since nothing's been vetted at that point, it's just one thing after another. Like you just get tired. So by the time song 13, 14, 15 are rolling around, you're just like, okay, can we kind of wrap this up? There was a reason why American Idol was capped at 12 contestants. And I, I think this really demonstrates why. Like in the semifinal stage, I think it's totally fine to have that many performances because they've already gone through some form of evaluation. Like they're not just there to be there. I'm excited about the semifinals. It should be a pretty competitive field. The one that I was surprised made it through and like it, just looking at these scores, it just made it through. Uh, the one that opened the show, Antique Varignan, the AKD. We're going to call them AKD because my Lithuanian pronunciation is rusty. Uh, just the ones that opened the the show, it was just sort of children's television derogatory. I didn't really get children's television so much as frat house talent show. I mean, it was performed well. It was just like everything to tap dance on my last nerve. <laughs> so, although they did have those really nice gamer chairs. They looked really comfortable and I really would like to know where they got those. So yeah. I saw that, but, but and, my, and my immediate thought just because I am I am growing aged is that they look comfy, but they have no lumbar support. Mm, I suppose. Like, I just... <laughs> I just want cushion, you know? <laughs> the thing that came to mind was this is the Paula Punk that you get from Wish.com. Aside from that, I do like the general makeup of the semifinals here, and I'm interested to see who changes things up in their performance, who took a look at what they sent the first, because, oh, I can I can, I can, can tighten that up. Like, really, looking through this list, it's going to be... Number one, I'm really excited to see what the split is, which one's going to be in which semifinal. I think there's going to be some heartbreak next week and it's just because of math yeah looking purely at the vote counts i was thinking that ruta moore had more of the audience's televote but no she and beatrich are very close so i think those two are the ones to watch in this next round and i think that's another reason why the 15x thing maybe isn't so great for lithuania and this has been consistent with uh where the first couple weeks of the competition there aren't a lot of people voting like there's just not that much participation nobody cracked a thousand votes once we have a semi-final we're going to see how the voters are really spreading out. It's going to be a contest. I think they have a lot of viable entries in this set. But yeah, I, I continue to be excited about what's coming out of Lithuania. Just looking at, at other various song drops we had this week, Portugal's Festival de Kansau has now given us the songs for this year's edition. And then Iceland, I watched their TV special as an end of day, winding down from all the other heats happening. That was very fun because I don't understand any Icelandic, but I do understand the, the language of this sort of introduction program. So like we just had the same thing for each of their 10 artists, an interview at various coffee shops around 
and Iceland, some of which I recognize because I have been there. Oh, wow. And then uh, the director was like, okay, clearly they're talking about the artist, clearly they're talking about the song. And then we got to a weird moment in every interview where they clearly brought a portable wind machine with them. And they were playing the same 80s Icelandic Eurovision entry while everybody was doing their best sort of wind machine moment <laughs> and either singing against it, just hair is blowing. It was just very weird. And then as like a transition, everybody had one of those little party popper things full of gold confetti and would just like do one of those and then would transition to like digital confetti and then we'd be at the next interview it was a great way to spend like 35 minutes i'm like looking at all of the contestant photos now and uh yeah everybody has flowing lock yeah uh <laughs> were they wearing billowing shirts or anything or was it uh, uh, pretty much just I think, like some of them were some of them weren't <laughs> one thing that felt nice is that it's clear that everybody who's in their process goes to the studio to get a nice professional photo done and then has some sort of music video that's clearly like at least partially roof supported that's part of their package because there's, there's one that's like at one of iceland's pools it's clearly like they're like we're gonna set up a location here we're gonna get a version of you performing to camera again it's all very equalizing i have not listened to any of the songs besides like whatever snippet was playing in the background but i'm i'm excited about this group we've got like a lot of diverse acts in the mix as iceland tends to do oh, that's awesome <laughs> someday iceland's going to win and they're going to host and it's going to be the most delicious delightful thing it really is i feel like whenever they're ready they can do this uh and in terms of our playlist i believe we cracked 400 songs we are approaching 400 songs we're close to 250 right now okay and like we are recording this on january 29th so we don't have sweden italy however many are going to come out of san marino like there are a hundred plus songs on the horizon that we know of you can find our playlist of all of those at eurowhat.com slash 2023 and you can also find a calendar there of all of the stuff that is coming up in the next couple of weeks and oh boy is it going to be busy (laughs) yeah and this isn't even the busy week that's the thing (laughs) so kicking things off for tuesday we've got the semi-final allocation we talked about that in the last episode it's probably happening right now as you are listening to this so feel free to hit pause hop over to youtube watch that and then come back we are expecting an announcement from austria about their artist possibly songs there's been a lot of rumors circulating uh, it's possible it could be m3 again for all i yeah <laughs> so. austria send a squad of six m3 against challenge oh the spawn but one thing that we do know that is happening on tuesday is the start of spain's benidorm fest this is a process that they revived last year to great effect thanks to chanel slow-mo coming in third place overall at eurovision they expanded it a little bit it's a 18 acts this year. There's going to be two semifinals, one on Tuesday, one on Thursday, with the results determined by 50% jury vote, 25% demoscopic focus group vote, and 25% televote. Kind of interesting math to figure out who the representative is going to be, but it's a pretty stacked field. I've been very excited about this since it was announced. Did did you get a chance to check out any of what Spain has on offer? I have not, although I am making plans to watch the process this year just because last year was such a success and I remember watching the final part of that and having a good time. So it's it's a great time to to, to get more Spain. The show is going to be starting rather late in the day. I believe it's 4:30 Eastern US time. Oh wow, yeah, no Spanish culture just being a little bit later in the day and much more relaxed. Is- 
is great for for me as as a, as a viewer of Eurovision selection processes. I think the ones to keep an eye on for the first semifinal are Arcadia by Megara, which I think might be my favorite in the overall field. Flamenco by Artiz and Quiero Arder by Agone. The last one, my notes have it as Spanish Bang. I'll, I'll be curious to see how the public <laughs> accepts that one and like how that one is going to be staged. But yeah, I was I was getting a lot of Maruve vibes. You have you have so. my attention. <laughs> we don't have a running order yet, but it's first alphabetically based on artist. If they open the show with that, um, that that would be a strong opener. <laughs> so. Okay. Semifinal two. I really like the song La Lola by famous Oberego, Traction uh, by Racky Ripper, and No Chintera by Vico. That last one is one that I feel like Spotify would recommend for me. There's a lot of variety in this year's field. I think Spain has the potential to keep the momentum from last year going. Agreed. Agreed. I, I would not be surprised if, maybe not this year, but sometime in the next few years, they win. Oh, man, that'd be such a coup. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I want to go to Spain again. Uh, <laughs> let's say, let's, yeah, speaking purely from a selfish I would like to go to their uh, perspective, uh, Spain, hello, do the thing. Also happening on Thursday, Serbia's songs will be dropping. We will find out who follows up Constracta in representing Serbia. Having seen her performance from the, the Serbian Music Awards ceremony, where it ends in like a techno remix of the song, I'm just, I'm very excited to see like, what is Serbia going to do next? Uh, just purely from a like hurricane to Constracta to question mark, anything is possible. I mean, it could be hurricane again, if you hadn't seen the contestant list, Hurricane is on the list, but it's not the same Hurricane. Like the original group broke up, uh, and now this is a new version of that group with a completely different cast. Oh, so like the Sugar Babes. <laughs> it moved to syndication from Network, and yeah, <laughs> like this is just another one of the budget things. So we may get to continue our world's most famous spies fanfic. Or, or yeah, or like one of those things where a movie does really well. So they're like, you know what, we need a TV show version of this, but none yeah. of the cast want to do it. So like we have different. <laughs> people i just want to see hurricane boot camp now <laughs> oh now i do too yeah uh. <laughs> make, make that a series serbia yeah they could just send a hurricane every year but it's just gonna be a different. different configuration <laughs> every year so oh um, this the mess of the wikipedia page alone yeah <laughs> all those bar graphs and there just looks like a staircase yeah <laughs> the dolly style bar graph but somehow even more complex there was one week where it was just nicole Scherzinger. so uh, <laughs> <laughs> also happening on thursday georgia is having their final for the voice of georgia and the winner will be georgia's representative at eurovision it could be anything georgia loves to just do what they want and i look forward to seeing it i've not really been following georgia's process I don't get the sense that the blogs have really been following it either. Everybody was saying like, oh, the finals next week. And that that's been like the extent of the coverage. That is the exact place that the rest of the Eurovision internet is at. It's just like, oh, this is also happening and we don't know anything and it's fine. Last year, they were just like, we've selected Circus Mercus. You can email them here. That strategy did not pay off. So it's interesting to see them go to Voice of Georgia and we'll see what they send this year. Now we're on to Friday. Like we haven't even gotten to the weekend yet. Mm -hmm. Malta will be announcing the results from their (laughs) quarterfinals i already hear the giggles uh we're we're so excited that they're finally announcing these things yeah so it started out with 40 songs they are now down to 39 songs uh because (laughs) aiden was disqualified apparently there are some rules about 
social media use. You're not allowed to really post anything once the quarterfinal process began. I guess Aiden was in violation of that. He disagrees. He is bringing in lawyers. It is definitely messy season. Yes, he is ready to show everybody's receipts. I don't know what Malta is doing. I don't think Malta knows what it's doing either, but uh, we will find out some results on Friday. 24 out of the current 39 songs will advance to the semifinal, which will be happening on Thursday, February 9th. Ireland will have their national final during the Late Late Show. Uh, Their format uh, is going to include an international jury, a national jury, and a televote. There's also an in-studio panel that will be giving feedback about the performances, which they had last year. Only this time, they are not the jury that's voting. They are just there for commentary. Okay. I'm not very optimistic about Ireland this year, if I'm being honest. I have only listened to the Public Image Limited song just because uh, you and Ryan were discussing Public Image Limited. I'm aware of them because I listen to bands that have covered various older Public Image Limited songs, but that is like the, the extent of my awareness of their oeuvre to say that i don't love it indicates that there might be like i don't like their i don't like their entry for this they were selected for name recognition only and why why it's not that the song needs to be eurovisiony but the song just what feels out of place in music competition especially from a performer who has stated very loudly to the press that they're not into music competitions and eurovision is so fake blah 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 we've been working our way through white lotus and mm-hmm. that song feels like something that could be soundtracking a scene from the first season, which I don't know if that's really the vibe you want to be going for. Like, I know that the song is about, I believe it's John Lydon's wife and her struggles with Alzheimer's. So it's it's like a very meditative track, but there's also just this undertone of... The same sort of like existential eh, that, that that White Lotus brings out. So. Okay. But yeah, and like I can't picture that song on the Eurovision stage in between what normally goes to Eurovision. Thinking of Georgia and what they sent in 2021, where it was just a just kind of meditative thing that was just in the middle of the lineup, kind of a bathroom break type song. Mm-hmm. Like going through the rest of the field, it, it just feels a lot like either something that is really out of date or just consistent with what Ireland has been sending the last few years that has not worked. I I think there are a couple of choices that would be a fun surprise. Like I think uh, Down in the Rain by Academy, K. Mooney and N.D., like, I think that would be a really unexpected choice from Ireland, but because it's unexpected... They're absolutely not going to pick it, no. I thought what they did with Brooks Song last year, like, they found a way to elevate it and make it feel like a pop performance by the time it got to the stage, and it, like I thought that that one could have had potential to go through. So it is slightly sad to see Ireland not going, okay, how can we push that further, and instead just going to, well, what do we normally send? I think Wild by Lila Jane is kind of sticking with that same sort of approach it's not the same style as that's rich but like it's 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 on the same wavelength yeah yeah it's just feels like a combination of all the stuff that they've been sending that just is not connecting with people maybe try sending something different and jumpstart it that way Mm -hmm. i like what ireland has been sending the last few years but it's not 
it's not giving them results or the results yeah. that they want. So something has to change. But I don't think that's going to happen this year. I'm not sure that this is the selection process to make that change happen. Saturday, Slovenia will be revealing Joker out song Carpe Diem. The special was filmed this previous Saturday. I would not be shocked if at some point earlier than this coming Saturday, we hear that song via a leak just because there was a live audience there. So like people like honestly, this could be on TikTok right now. We, we will see. But the main thing starting up this coming Saturday, Sweden is kicking off this year's Melfest process. And the first heat has a lot of known quantities, like five of the seven entries are people who have been in the Melfest process before. We have Tonus Aquilius, who competed last year and did fairly well. Lulu Lamott, who is one of the mamas. Victor Krohn, who represented Estonia in 2019. Eva Rydberg and Ewa Rus of Rinarama Ding Dong, Infamy, and Jon Henrik Fjallgren. I'm trying to figure out where I'm at in my excitement level for Melfest. I do like that from like an eco perspective, they are reusing elements from last year's stage. Oh, really? As part of the tour. Yeah, that was something I saw uh, a little quick little like press release about. And I think that's very cool. And just sort of realizing the, the ongoing cost of this. Looking at the stage, I couldn't point into, oh, yeah, that's the same lineup of those things. So for all I know, it's like we used the same screens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, you have to think about like, what the staging was for Cordelia last year. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's just this like screen I brought from home. <laughs> and it's just like, I don't need your <laughs> Everybody, everybody has the same yeah. round screen and what they're do- what they do with it is up to them. Yeah. Yeah. And it is a green screen. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then Latvia is starting their supernova process. That was a lot of fun to watch last year. I'm looking forward to that this year. They generally have a fairly interesting lineup and getting a chance to see all of them, all 14 acts uh, before they cut that down should be interesting. Supernova. The process has changed multiple times since it was first introduced, but I feel like they have a high caliber of entries in it. I'm not sure why it's not connecting in the final stage, but they send interesting stuff that should do well. Fingers crossed this could be the year. What is Manskin doing? On Sunday, it is the Grammy Awards, and there are some Eurovision connections in the mix for that. Monoskin are up for Best New Artist. They're always in the press, like there's always stuff in our Google Alerts about them, but uh, they had a feature in the New York Times recently. And in this case, they were in the style section with like a full photo spread talking about their wardrobe and and I believe it was pitched as how to dress like a rock star because... Uh, the work they've been doing with Gucci has been very rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's so awesome. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. So uh, wish them luck there. And then ABBA is up for a handful of awards. Voyage was nominated for Album of the Year and Best Pop Vocal Album. Their song Don't Shut Me Down is up for Record of the Year and Best Pop Duo Group Performance. A couple of the top line awards to get at the Grammys. Yeah, it could be a big night for them, which would be amazing. Like, it's super weird that A, they do not already have Grammys, but like, the way that we appreciated ABBA's music in at the time they were active artists is not the way we appreciate it now. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure they're going to get the top line awards, but I could see them scooping up either that pop vocal album or pop duo group performance. They definitely have the legacy 
aspect yeah, of it. The legacy aspect and like all of the sort of industry professionals. I keep hearing ABBA songs at the gym, like not not their more recent stuff. I feel like there's this retro appreciation that's going on in like the general populace. So mm-hmm. that could be a good sign of things to come. We're in like a weird sort of time pocket just because the Czech Republic songs, as this episode drops, will have been performed yesterday. The Czech Republic this year getting to host a, a national final on television after many years of doing the online. They have five artists in the mix, including Pam Rabbit, who this is not her first uh, Czech selection, and Marketa Irglova, amongst others. Uh, so the songs will have been performed by the time you're hearing this. Uh, voting is happening on the Eurovision app this week through next Monday and it will be 70% international vote, 30% Czech vote and we will have the winner announced on Tuesday. It's not that we don't want to talk about the Czech Republic we just don't have the information yet. Yes. We, <laughs> so. Believe us we, we want to but also we are in the weird memory hole where we have not heard the songs and by the time that we are, can talk about them uh, the voting will have largely happened. We promise to talk about Czech Republic once we have like actual content to discuss. So. <laughs> yes. Until then, I think that's going to do it for this episode of the Euro What. Thanks for listening. The Euro What podcast is hosted by Mike McComb, that's me, and Ben Smith. That's me. You can find show notes, our socials, and all the info you need about selection season for Eurovision 2023 on our website at eurowhat.com. If you'd like to help support the show and access a ton of bonus content, head over to patreon.com slash eurowhat. Next time on the Eurowhat, we batten down the hatches in preparation for February 11th.